Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the podcast. I believe this is 472. Sure, that sounds right. We'll go with that. Uh, In this episode, we're going to be talking about a couple of different things. One being how to find your macronutrient ratio. That's a question that is often asked a lot. So we're going to be diving uh, into that one today. And then the next one is going to be about what rep ranges you should uh, train in in order to build a good amount of strength if gaining strength is one of your uh, primary goals. So make sure you tune into this episode for more on that. Now, if you're like, hey, dude, these people are getting their questions answered. How do I get my questions answered? It's super easy. All you got to do is go to Instagram. You find my handle. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. So that's where you can find me. And then just go to my story on Thursdays and you'll see a question box that says, ask me anything. You can submit any of uh, your health, fitness, and nutrition questions there. I'll answer them both on my story, and then uh, I'll take some of those questions and answer them here on the show like I am today. So if you're new, you don't really know how this show works, that's literally it, right? I just answer health and fitness questions that you guys send in. Um, uh, so you can get those questions answered by an experienced trainer and coach that's worked with hundreds and hundreds of people, um, from all walks of, uh, life. So we also, or I also do standalone episodes, topic-based episodes. I'll share some of my client stories sometimes. So that's the like 15 second gist of, uh, this show here. If you're, if you're new to it and if you are new, thank you for being here. Got a couple more things for you before we listen to the rest of this episode and answer these questions. Number one being, if you haven't left a rating and review for the show, do so because you will be entered to win a Viore gift card. Now, Viore is an athleisure wear brand that I freaking love. I'm obsessed with it. Ask anybody. They'll tell you how obsessed I am with it. It's my favorite. And I like gifting people um, with Viore gift cards. I love it. It just brings me joy. So um, you can go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review of the show on there. And then um, every month I'm going to pick a winner uh, to get a Viore gift card on me. So go ahead and do that if you haven't left a review in order to enter to uh, win. Now, lastly, a lot of what I do outside of coaching clients one-on-one is around creating content to give you guys more insight, to help you make improvements in your health, fitness, nutrition, all that good stuff. And so if you want some more free content to help you get where you want to be in your goals, go ahead and go to pullmanfitness.com slash free. You can download tons of free guides there on fat loss, building muscle, managing your your uh, health and fitness while you travel, all sorts of great stuff. That's pullmanfitness.com slash free, P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. First question of the day is from Filipino Phenom on Instagram. How do you determine macronutrient ratio? Great question. So let's first discuss what macronutrients are and why they're so important. The other day I got another question of, you know, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. It was like, do you, is it, does it actually make a difference to track macronutrients versus just calories? And the answer is yes, it does. So here's why, um, here's what macronutrients are. Here's why they're important. So what they are. Macronutrients are just nutrients that our bodies need in large quantities, okay? Those nutrients are proteins, carbs, and fats, okay? And each nutrient contains a certain amount of calories. Proteins and carbs are roughly four calories per gram. Fat is roughly nine calories per gram. 
So it's important that you track your macronutrients because when you track your macronutrients, you're essentially tracking calories because macronutrients contain calories, if that makes sense. Now, you might just be saying, okay, why can't I pay attention to just the calories versus the macronutrients? Well, each nutrient plays a different role in your body, okay? So protein, for example, is good for um, preserving and building muscle. Carbs are great for energy as well as recovery. Um, and then fat is great for hormone function uh, as well as cognitive function. You also have tons of other benefits for all three of those nutrients. So it's important that we pay attention to how the different ratios of these things, these nutrients impact how we feel, how we perform, our digestion, our energy, all that good stuff, our mental clarity. And the thing is, there's lots of individual variants with this. Now, there's no absolute truth where it's like every single person, well, there is, there is such a thing as absolute truth. But when it comes to macronutrients, there's so much individual variance that you can't say, okay, this one cookie cutter approach is going to work for everybody at all times. It's not really how it works. You have some people that really enjoy having high carb diets. They feel really good. Other people feel like garbage. They might enjoy a higher fat diet. It just kind of depends on tons of different factors, some of which we can't even really measure. So you have to kind of do some trial and error to figure out what you enjoy. Now, the question though, that we're trying to answer is how do you figure out your macronutrient ratio? Okay. Well, generally, I'll give you a general response, but again, you need to just fiddle with things to figure out what works well for you. Um, so the first thing that we want to figure out is your, your protein. Okay. So well, it doesn't have to be the first thing, but generally it is the first thing. So protein people will say, and I got a question this last week with this as well as, you know, Oh, people say different things. How do I know which one's true with how much protein I need to eat? There is no one range that is true for everybody. Okay. Again, you need to pick a general range and fiddle with different amounts and see what works well for you. This health and fitness journey, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's, you, it's a trial and error. It's self-discovery. You're not going to read something and be like, okay, you know, let's say your name is Brian. You're not going to open an article or a post and it goes, hey, Brian, this is exactly what you need to do to be fit and healthy for the rest of your life. There's no such post out there that exists. You have to try and fiddle with things to learn more about yourself and your body so that you can constantly adapt and throw different things at it to get it to do what you want it to do. Okay. Your body is not a car. Cars stay the same. They don't increase horsepower on their own. It doesn't magically turn from a, you know, little four cylinder, four cylinder to a V8. It's not how it works, right? The engine is the engine, but your body changes constantly. So you have to be able to learn from how those change from, from those changes and adapt to them. Okay. That was a little bit of a tirade or a rant there. Uh, tangent is what I was trying to say. Not tirade. What were we talking about? Oh, protein. Okay. So I like to use um, fat-free mass instead of weight. Now, a general recommendation for protein for someone that is trying to exercise, that's trying to at least preserve and or build muscle, anywhere from 0.6 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight is a good range to be in. Now, you might be thinking, okay, but why don't you like to use that one? Well, I don't like to use that range because body weight is, is just weight. It doesn't really tell us a lot about what that body weight is, excuse me, what that body is composed of. So if you have a 400-pound morbidly obese individual, they don't need 400 pounds of protein. That's absurd. It's insane, okay? So the whole 0.6 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight is a very like broad, zoomed-out you know, starting point for the protein, okay? Generally speaking, if you are leaner, you want to be on the higher end of that range. If, you're, uh, if you have a lot of excess body fat, you can be on the lower end of that range. 
if you're trying to lose body fat and maintain muscle, you're likely going to want to be on the higher end of that range. If you're trying to gain uh, muscle, gain weight, you don't need to be that high. You can be lower. So between those two different things you have going on, you can kind of figure out where you want to start. But I like to use fat-free mass because the protein is more directly related to not just body weight, but the amount of fat-free mass that we have in our body. And that's 1.1 to 1.4 grams of protein per pound of fat-free mass. Now, again, it's just a general range. You might be able to do well at, at, at one gram of protein per pound of fat-free mass. You might be able to do well at 1.5 grams of protein per pound of fat-free mass. But 1.1 to 1.4 is just a general starting point and a range to shoot for that most people do well with. And then from there, you can figure out how your body responds. So you would find your fat-free mass, multiply it by 1.1, anywhere from 1.1 to 1.4 to figure out where you, where you want to start, where you want to be. There's no right or wrong inherently in that range. It's just a range for you to start from, okay? So that's where your, your protein would be. Now, from there, I think it's more important to figure out uh, fat than carbs. Um, your body can get by without carbohydrates. Like, it's not, it's not an essential nutrient. You can survive without them. Is it great? Not really, but you can if you needed to. Uh, fat, not so much. You need fat and protein to survive. So, um. Okay, fat. Anywhere, generally speaking, I think a very good range to start with is anywhere from 25 to 35% of your total calories, okay? And then, so what you would do there, you know, is take your calories times anywhere from 0.25 to, to 0.35, right? So 25% to 35% of your total calories. And then when you have, when you have that, you're going to get that amount in, um, you're going to get that amount in calories, right? So you're going to get that number in calories. Then you would just divide that by nine, right? Because a gram of fat contains nine calories. Divide that by nine and then you would get your, your grams of fat. Okay. So that's what I would generally recommend shooting for. And then that brings you to carbs. Now carbs, I think you can just fill with the remainder of your calories and then you can fiddle with it from there. So you have your protein set, you have your carbs set based on those very, you know, basic guideline recommendations. And then the rest of your remaining calories can come from carbohydrates, whatever you have left with your remaining calories. And then you just, you know, use those for carbs, divide that number of calories by four. That's your remaining grams of carbs uh, from those remaining calories and then mess with it. You know, you might just, I'll give you an example. Okay. So <clears throat> when I first started doing this, I was, um, and when I say doing this, I mean, paying attention to my health, my fitness, and my nutrition. This is when I was like 19 going on 20, um, just started getting into training and uh, really wanted to pay attention to this stuff and just figure, figure figure out more about this. And so I started tracking things. And, um, of course at that time I was just reading everything I could doing what anybody said. And the big thing then was like, especially if you want to build muscle, eat tons and tons and tons of carbs. And so I was eating, you know, three, three fifty, four hundred grams of carbs some days. And what I discovered it, even though my calories weren't that much higher, I just had a lot, a lot more carbs. I just discovered, I just not, I did not feel good. I did not feel good at all. I, I felt lethargic. Um, I just thought I did not feel mentally clear. And so what I've discovered through a lot of trial and error is most of the time, I just feel better overall on a higher fat diet. So I have a moderate amount of carbs and, a, and, a, and higher fat. So if I'm going to increase my calories for any reason, I'm going to take most of those calories and I'm going to add them to, I'm going to add grams of fat to get those calories more so than I am grams of carbs, because I know that that's just, I just generally feel better with that than I do when my fats are a little bit lower and my carbs are a lot higher. And that's just been through trial and error. I didn't get some sort of like, I didn't do some sort of online quiz <laughs> that was like, figure out what makes you feel good enter in your weight and your height and your age. And man, you got a, you got a magic solution. 
why the calculator talks like that, I don't know, but he does. Uh, I didn't do that. It was just through trial and error. And that's what you're going to have to accept is that this whole process of, of improving your life through health and fitness is just about figuring your body out. I know I've already said that, so I don't want to beat that dead horse, but you got to accept that. So, um, you'll figure out what you do well with over a period of time. Uh, I had a client that he, I mean, the dude was a, he was a horse and he thrived on like 400 grams of carbohydrates a day. And he was like, dude, I feel so good. He's like, I feel so sharp. My energy is nuts. Um, and that didn't mean he had super low fat. His fat was, was like moderate. He had, was definitely getting enough fat for his health. Um, but he, he just, he ate it up because before that we tried going to moderate carb and a little bit lower just to see how he would feel. And he was like, nah, dude, this ain't it. Um, and so he loves the, the really, really high carbohydrates and he does really well with that. And so that works well for him. So you just kind of, kind of have to figure out what works well for you. The good news is that like the carbs are not, you know, super essential, right? It's not like if you, you know, have 50 grams of carbs less, you know, let's say you normally have 200 grams of carbs. You have 150. It's not like you're in a, your health is going to go down the crapper because of it. So fiddle with it a little bit, figure out what works well for you. So that's a very general starting point on how you can find your macronutrient ratio. But you have to remember too, that that is likely going to change over time. As your body changes, as you age, as you go through different goals, as you have different um, life demands, as you have different exercise demands, those things are going to change. Okay. Like for me, even though I have a, a, I really enjoy generally speaking a higher fat diet and I feel a lot better. If I am doing more training throughout the week, I'm naturally going to put in, I'm going to put in more carbs because I'm going to need more of that energy, um, at least readily available for that, for that demanding activity. So in those seasons of my life, I'm going to be usually consuming, uh, more carbohydrates than I normally would. And that's just, again, through trial and error, figuring out what works well for me and going from there. So anyway, that's a starting point you can work with. And then you can adjust from there to figure out what works well for you. Next question. Let me pull it up here. Uh, this one's from jfreezy one I want to get stronger. Uh, four sets of 10 with reps 8, 9, and 10 being hard. Is that a simple formula to follow? Um, so, yes, it's a simple formula to follow. But if you want to get stronger, I would definitely go into lower rep ranges. Okay, so... When it comes to rep ranges, guys, uh, as long as the load is, is appropriate, meaning it's challenging, we have different kind of different systems that we use to accomplish those things. Um, and as the reps change, the, the, uh, the desired effect or outcome changes. Okay. So, and it's not, it's not set in stone, but there are general ranges. For example, anywhere from like two to six reps is going to be the most optimal for strength. Anywhere from six to, eh, we can say 15, is going to be a little bit more optimal for building muscle. Anywhere from 15 and higher is going to be more optimal for muscular endurance. Now, this is where everybody freaks out and is like, oh, studies show. I hate when people do, studies show. It's like, wow, you know so much. Studies show that anywhere from oh, five to 30 reps can build muscle. It's like, yes, ding dong. I get that. I'm not talking about that stuff, okay? What we're saying here. Sorry, I'm expressing my frustration with social media people. Um, what we're saying here is that there is a desired outcome that is more suited for a certain rep range, even though others can be achieved. So for example, yes, you can build muscle doing you know 20 reps for sure, but it's more so going to benefit your muscular endurance than it is going to benefit hypertrophy, building muscle. You can absolutely build muscle doing only five reps for sure. But it's going to be benefit your strength more so than it is going to benefit 
your your um, hypertrophy. You can absolutely build strength doing 10 reps, like you mentioned, I believe, yeah, because you said 10, 8, 9, and 10 being hard. So you can definitely build strength doing 8 to 10 reps. Absolutely. Heck yeah, you can get stronger. But that's generally a little bit more optimal for building muscle and not the most beneficial for doing strength, right? You look at power lifters. Their main goal is to be strong as all get out. They're doing low rep ranges. They're living in that all day long, living in those low rep ranges. So that's what you have to kind of keep in mind is that each, you can, you can achieve all three of these things in different rep ranges. You know, it's not set in stone, but generally speaking, certain areas of the broad range of let's say two to 30 reps, certain areas of that range are going to be more beneficial for a certain outcome than they are others. If that makes sense. I wish I could, I wish this was on like visual. I could get, I wish I could give you guys a visual, but this is just audio. So I can't, but you get the picture. Um, so if your, if your overall goal is to get stronger, like that's one of your primary goals. And if you haven't done lower rep ranges before, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. I, I remember the first time that I was like, you know what? Screw this whole body composition thing. This is getting exhausting. I'm getting sick of focusing on my body and my appearance and all that stuff. I'm just going to try to get stronger. And so I did, um, a, I did a, a training protocol. I created a training protocol that was completely out of my comfort zone because I was so used to doing anywhere from 8 to 15 reps. It was so out of my comfort zone. I was doing like 2 to 5 reps almost every day. And I did not like it at first because I was, I was so, I was so used to getting a pump beforehand. You don't get that in lower rep ranges. I was so used to like getting a good sweat (laughs) beforehand. You don't really get that in lower rep ranges unless it's just hot in there. Um, And so it was just weird. But within like two, three weeks, I noticed a huge increase in my strength that I'd never experienced before. And it kept going up. And I was like, oh my gosh. I see what they're talking about now. And then I began to enjoy it. And now working in low rep ranges is my favorite favorite form of training. Just training for pure strength is my favorite form of training, no doubt. So if you haven't done that before, Jay Freezy, since I don't know your actual name, if I if you haven't done that before, I highly recommend you do that. Okay. And that doesn't mean do it for three months, six months in a row. Phase your training program. You know, for example, you know, maybe you do let's say, uh, let's say you're used to doing, you know, moderate rep ranges. Maybe you do eight to 10 reps for the first four weeks. And then the second, the second four weeks, second chunk, you go down to, you know, four to six reps, but you, you need to phase your reps here and there, have them be changing and see what happens in that second phase of four to six reps. But I think that's going to make a massive difference for you with your overall strength. In addition to that, you should be focusing on big compound movements, overhead press, bench press, uh, deadlift, whether that's sumo or conventional deadlift, um, focusing on, uh, pull-ups. I think weighted pull-ups are a huge help. Weighted dips are a big help when it comes to overall strength. What did I say? Overhead press, bench press, uh, dips, pull-ups, deadlifts, um, squats, obviously barbell squats, anything that's big compound movement with those lower rep ranges, you're going to build a ton of strength. Uh, another thing that you need to do when it comes to going into those lower rep ranges with a lot more weight is adjust your rest periods. So I would do anywhere, I would rest for sure two minutes in between sets, okay? At least 90 seconds. I would prefer two minutes though. The reason being is because one of the main things like, so working in lower rep ranges is so demanding on your central nervous system and your central nervous system takes a longer time to recover, okay? It takes a long time to recover. So you need those longer rep ranges in order to go into that next set and be able to lift the same amount of weight well, okay? 
So you need that longer rest in there. The, you're not going to get as you're not going to get your heart rate up as much. You're probably not going to feel that muscle pump. You're not going to like you know feel that burn that you usually do you most of the time when you're training in these moderate rep ranges, and that's okay. That's not what's supposed to happen here. What you will notice over time, though, is that your strength is going to is going to improve, especially if you haven't done any lower rep ranges before. This is one of my favorite things to do with clients that have been focused on fat loss for a while, and they're stuck, is we just focus on strength, and they lose body fat as a result, too. It's pretty sweet. But they do that first phase, and they're like, dude, I hated the first week of this because it was so out of my comfort zone, but now I love it because I'm getting so freaking strong. And feeling strong is empowering. It's awesome to feel strong. You feel like a, you know, a human Superman a little bit, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it gets fun. So if you haven't done that before, I highly recommend you do that. Lower those rep ranges for a few weeks um, in, in the phase of your training program. Increase that rest period so you can recover in between sets and perform just as well with good form uh, in the following sets. Now, the one thing I will say too, because I think in your question, what did you say? Uh, reps 8, 9, and 10 being hard. Um, make sure you still train in rep ranges like you mentioned in this one. You know, Do 4 to 6 reps. So 4, 5, and 6 reps would be challenging. With strength training especially, all training, but especially strength training, you do not want to be training to failure. No, no, no. You do not want to be training to failure at all. You're just going to fry your central nervous system. It's going to really impact the rest of your workout. So when it comes to increasing overall strength, uh, increased frequency throughout the course of the week and decreased intensity in each workout is going to be a massive, massive, massive help. So let's say, for example, you know, you used to do body part split. You used to, you know, whatever, back and biceps one day, chest and triceps another day, uh, legs on another day, shoulders on another day, and then you just wait till the next week. Do three full body workouts, right? Or do two full body workouts, something like that. Or you do two upper and two lower, training your muscle groups two to three times a week, okay? And let's say normally you would deadlift for uh, whatever. Let's say normally you deadlifted for four sets in one session. If you did two sets at a, a decent intensity in two sessions, so it's still four sets throughout the whole week, that increased frequency is going to help your strength a lot because it's not going to have to recover from as much intensity. And studies show that increased frequency is one of the greatest things to help strength. So make sure you get some good frequency in there. Take the intensity down so you're not beating yourself up a ton. You're still challenging yourself with the weight but you're spreading it out. You're spreading the, that volume out over the course of a week. And that is going to help you so much with your strength. So those are some general recommendations I would give if your overall goal is uh, strength. I hope that gives you some clarity, a little bit of guidance at least, um, to make some adjustments to your training program. Now, if you all have more questions on health, fitness, and nutrition, make sure you go ahead and send those in on Instagram on my story on Thursdays. And uh, oh yeah, if you... Um, forgot already, a giveaway for a Viore gift card, just go ahead and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and you'll be entered to win. And then lastly, if you want those free resources, that's at PullmanFitness.com slash free. If you know anybody that could benefit from this episode, share the love. Send them this episode, uh, share it on your story. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. 
So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.